Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack and it's a ridiculously beautiful day here in London so I've come outside to find a sunny patch of grass so I can record this introduction. In this episode, I'm speaking to Paola Carini, one of the editors and creative directors of Cartography magazine. Her fellow editor and creative director is Luca DeSantis, and you'll hear him very briefly at the start of this episode. But it was Paola who stepped up to do most of the talking, so she's the one that you're going to hear from. We ran a stack live event with them at the book club in Shoreditch on Tuesday night, and we grabbed a few minutes to record this conversation while everyone was setting up. Cartography, if you've not seen it before, is a travel magazine that leads with very beautiful and sometimes quite strange photography. And I was totally fascinated by it when I saw the launch issue a couple of years ago. It's the sort of magazine that clearly has a lot going on beneath the surface. And I first thought of that as a sort of spirituality, but Paola goes into a lot of detail in this conversation about what she calls holiness and how that mixes on the page with nature and beauty and a curiosity for the world. Speaking to Paola really unlocked a lot in the magazine and helped me to see how the whole thing comes together and I hope it'll do the same thing for you too. I'm very pleased to say that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Park Communications. They are printers who love working with independent publishers and they were there with us on the night so if you're thinking of creating your own magazine do look them up at parkcom.co.uk to see what they can do for you. I was speaking to one of them at the start of the night and she said that she'd recently had somebody contact her after hearing one of these podcasts. So if that was you, I hope your project is going well. Uh, And remember that if you are going to contact Park, tell them that Stack sent you so that they know this whole sponsorship thing is working. Okay, that's all from me for now. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Paula from Cartography. I'm here with Paola Carini and Luca DeSantis from Cartography Magazine. Hello, you two. Hello. Hello. So, Cartography Magazine, um, I guess, is a travel magazine of sorts, but there's something very special about it, at least in my eyes. But I'm interested in how do you describe it? What do you say this magazine is? We used to say that cartography is like an open and intimate exploration of places and people. And uh, we like to go beyond landscape we visit to uh, probe the history of the places and to tell stories. And um, each country has a story to tell. And uh, the more we travel, the more we think uh, and we feel that we are able to understand the world we live in. And uh, this is very, it's like a, quite a personal research, but we, we feel like sharing it. And uh, we saw there's an audience for this. And uh, this is confirming our direction. And um, we love maps, of course. And whenever we open and unfold a map, we feel very happy. And somehow a map uh, can um, make stories and places that are very far away from our culture and from our uh, modern life seems closer. And uh, we always find new... um, forms of beauty, of holiness, of 
uh, uh, contact with nature and this is what drove us to many places and step by step we uh, compile chapters of a um, map of this world. That's interesting. So you talk about the holiness of these places and it feels to me like there's a kind of spirituality that runs through this magazine. Where does that come from? Yeah, um, I would say that we, we, have, uh, we have this form of religion uh, that is more uh, directed to nature and to earth. Um, and uh, in a way, all the stories and the countries we visited over the last two years with cartography are really um, have some inner connections in terms of um, uh, reconnecting us to uh, maybe also our primary uh, needs. And it is often um, something related to grass, water, rocks, or, uh, for example, there's a very nice sentence, I mean, I, I discovered in a book uh, from a very renowned Italian ethnologist, it's called Fosco Maraini, and he lived uh, for a very long time in Japan, and he said that in Japan, you, there's a kind of, uh, um, there's always a kind of intimacy uh, unknown in the West uh, between men and rocks, men and grass, men and shells, and uh, this kind of intimacies, we, we love them and we look for them, yeah. Uh, and was this something, was that an essential part of the magazine right from the beginning? The, how, how did this whole thing start? Um, it started from, uh, we have backgrounds in, uh, Luca is a director, photographer, um, me, I was a producer in exhibitions, art exhibition, contemporary art, and we traveled a lot uh, since the beginning, and um, yeah, uh, in a way, um, we, we used to, uh, recently, we, we suggested people to open uh, cartography as if it was a fantasy book. And when I say fantasy, I mean not like, not like a castle or monsters, or, but more um, dreamlike uh, adventures. Uh, where um, you, you, you found yourself uh, in a state of uh, uncertainty uh, about what you see. And if you apply your rules to, to the world you see, you can't really understand it. But if you switch to another dimension, uh, this world is real and you can really fit into it. I don't know if, uh, if you, yeah, I think you, you get, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I remember there was a piece in your first issue yeah. which talked about dream maps yeah. and, the, and dream maps as being these maps of places which are real, so they're real places, but there's also fantasy and mythology and yeah. things. And that really struck me as something I'd not heard before, but something that really f rings true. I mean, the, everywhere you go, 
I went on holiday to Greece last year and I yeah. read loads of Greek myths before I got there and the, yeah. the place was totally real but the loads of the stuff that was important to me was from stories that are thousands of years old. Yeah, yeah. Tradition and rediscovering mythology or uh, also like honoring our ancestors. I mean, this is, uh, this is contemporary culture to us. And also memory is, a, is one of our uh, uh, teachings from the people we met during our travels. Uh, often, they, uh, these, these people, they are very connected to, uh, to their traditions and to their ancestors and their history. And they, they are teaching us to uh, old memory of, the, of our life and send it over to the next one. Could be we we live another life. I wish <laughs> we could, and and uh, we really we can really uh, now uh, understand things that can help us being better in another way in another life. Or this is something that you write about in the at the start of your new issue. So yeah. the, you went to Japan for the new issue. Yeah. And uh, you write about wherever you went. So the yeah. you know kind of the you went to the shops and someone talked to you about yeah. their ancestors. Yeah, and, yeah. And so how I mean I suppose that in a place like Japan you might expect the the the, uh, the culture and the mythology of the place to allow for that. How do you go about choosing the places that you go in order to have these kind of experiences? Um, I would say that sometimes uh, places come to us and they really choose us and uh, we, we try to set a direction but often we are driven from different circumstances like uh, of course we meet a lot of travelers and they travel much more than we do and they and from uh, every day we we add something and we put on the list a place we want to visit and again uh, places that seem so different they are connected i mean uh, recently we we went to also to polynesia and it's a it's a very interesting place because it's in between I would say that uh, islands that are far off in the ocean are always very powerful places and uh, for example Polynesia is in between um, New Zealand and Australia and Japan and and the Pacific culture South Pacific culture is very strong we just flew in London from Azores in Portugal, uh, it, the, it's a group of islands in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and again, uh, they are in between um, America, uh, Europe, and Africa. And the flora, the fauna, uh, the the mix of uh, of aspects and cultures is very interesting and so so thinking of the current issue then you've got japan so that's your island place yeah you've got south dakota now that is very definitely not an island place no. so how, how do you end up there yeah the the point with uh, with south dakota was uh to attend two unique 
unique gatherings that takes place every year in South Dakota. And one is uh, at the very end of September. Um, there's this uh, Buffalo Roundup. It's a big event. Uh, it's a real one. It's not like a touristy uh, situation uh, where uh, herdsmen on horseback spur more than 1,000 bison, North American bisons, uh, along these prairies. And, they, uh, and it's a very Midwest or Old West situation. And, uh, and the other one is the, um, uh, the um, powwow or Wachipi in, uh, in uh, nat native Indian language. And Wachipi is the, is the word for dance. And this is an um, annual gathering where uh, these tribes from the, from the, again, from the prairie uh, meet, camp, reconnect as a tribal nation. And um, actually, the modern version of this is more like a summer situation where you have these tacos stalls, and there's also a uh, dance competition. But the but the um, but the feeling when you when you get there is that you have uh, lots of pickups where uh, families. Uh, comes out with uh, this sports bag and they have feathers of uh, different animals that they will put on in their head and uh, and in like one day uh, all this uh, big arena is crowded with uh, these people dancing and playing uh, drums and it's uh, again a very strong situation and um, of course the uh, Indian reservation is also uh, quite an issue in 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 South Dakota, North Dakota, and uh, you see in this issue there's also a um, very f um, very small uh, rodeo um, training. Uh, it was um, we attended it in Pine uh, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. It's one of the poorest. Uh, reservation and the situation of this of this uh, this group is, uh, of course, it's quite sad. But um, again, it's a part of the culture, and and this was the the main reason for visiting South Dakota, and it's a very real and very yeah very real America. <laughs> and I get the sense that in all of this, you don't go there with a particular social agenda. Or uh, uh, it feels again more like this holiness is attracting you because, of course, with the the ceremonies that you talked about, there's a huge amount of spirituality at the centre of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, we before leaving we study a lot and we we try to make a schedule of the of the people we are going to meet or or of the places we are going to visit but but again it's more um, we 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 fly there uh, we settle down it's not like a long a long term research where we have the time to really to go into things we we used to say that cartography is more like a temporary um, journey uh, and the, the very itineraries that you find in the magazine are the exact amount of days that we spent in the in the place and
can uh, so you you can really follow our, uh, us hour by hour, as you said. Yeah. And and, and a, a really important part to the storytelling is the photography. Yeah. Because so again, just thinking of the the pictures that you got from the uh, South Dakota, they are absolutely mind blowing. You got amazing stuff from there. Thank you. Are you both photographers? No. no. Luca Luca is photographer. He's one of the main uh, uh, photographer of the of the four edition we have so far, and he he shoots uh, 35 millimeters film. So we are quite nostalgic in printing a magazine, in doing it on film, and but but we like the the texture of the yeah, and also waiting for for the picture to be ready and yeah and uh, so he's one of the main photographer of the of the magazine but we have more other contributors from all around the world and many Italians too talented ones <laughs> yeah, that we like and uh, we are open to yeah to to call yeah, new new contributors and yeah. And you have lots of different styles of photography because you so you know there's like there's the reportage which okay I'd kind of expect to see that yeah. in the travel magazine you've got some lovely landscapes kind of expect to see that but then you've got fashion shoots you've got the most amazing still life compositions made from like weird things that you've brought together what's the why do you need that mix of photography to be able to tell your particular stories. The, the culture we live in is actually asking us to do this because we really need several forms of uh, expression of uh, what we meet. And uh, I would say that abstract still life that we used to have in the, in the magazine is a way to um, show uh, some really um, uh, important elements that we collected on our journeys and that can um, can be um, can make a composition that is very consistent with with the world we we saw and in a in a different way yeah and also uh, you should uh, you should have seen some uh, still life made with food we like to combine food in also in uh, in these photographs. We love food, and uh, and food is again a way to um, tell about people's stories and yeah and flavors that you 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 always connect uh, travel with some flavors with something you yeah you tasted it and sometimes it's it's also one of the strangest situation we had we we went hunting with some tribes in Tanzania and and there you have roots and you have baboons and it's not the kind of things that you expect to to remember or bring back home as a souvenir but but uh, again it's uh, you have different textures and we want to put layers also so when you make an abstract sea life you have some layers also and so i think it's most it's this yeah
in the current issue you've got the amazing um, Japanese snacks yeah. where you've put together the, the various different uh, are they seaweed uh, crackers yeah. or something? Uh, seaweeds or cellophane noodles or uh, yeah we, many wheels or you know rice crackers and and since we visited this uh, 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 Japan is an island and the sea sometimes you forget about the sea because you are deep in a in a forest but again it's an island and when you go back to the sea you find these rice crackers made with uh, uh, they used to put flavors like prawns or uh, shrimp or and they are very typical of the region and and what else we had with some uh, yeah, some some uh, desserts made with uh, red beans. Uh, you know, yeah, this was in the in the magazine, and uh, it was funny. We used to this set. We used to do it uh, at home, so we basically basically bring home a lot of stuff. And then we start playing with it and... Ah, clever, so it means that you actually get to give yourself a bit of time. So yeah. you don't have to do it on location. No. You can, ah, yeah. it sort of starts to make sense, I understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Now, you, you mentioned before the itineraries. Yeah. So people can literally follow and see the, the places where you went. What do you want people to do with this magazine? Because in my mind, this is too big for me to take on my travels with me. Do you want people to take away and read and do the things that are there or do you want to absorb it while they're at home and then maybe take it away? Yeah, it's the the second one, basically. <laughs> yeah. Second options. And uh, yes, I mean, uh, in this book, uh, I call it, sometimes I call it book, uh, you will find all the tools, I mean, what I, what I, uh, I think are tools to make uh, a very uh, um, interesting uh, travel in the country we, we choose. And you can really uh, follow our footsteps and, and, and do the same itinerary and experience the, same, the very same things that you find in this photographer, photography. And, but of course, it's more like a research. I mean, you'll do your research at home and, and you won't bring it with you. And yeah, that's it. Uh, but we... Mm, uh, we like to, to share these findings in terms also of very practical handbook uh, for eating, sleeping and activities. Uh, so the, 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 the travel guide, there's also uh, um, the, 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 there's also the need to, to be a travel guide and uh, yeah, we want to, to share our knowledge of the of the place we visited and yeah. Uh, and finally, you've got some lovely advertising in there as well. Yeah. So is this, the, the, yeah, that's always, they I, came. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that's always a, a positive sign with the magazine. The, I mean, you're two years yeah. in now. The, are you seeing more interest from advertisers, more from readers? What do you have planned for the future? Um, we we have always been working as a little uh, creative agency since we can cover basically uh, the whole process from the very creative phase to the um, 
content production and so uh, now travel is very uh, is a powerful tool for brands for lifestyle brands uh, to to convey some uh, visions and of the brands itself and so we work a lot with this and uh, and then and then advertising is is part of the of the revenues and but also with advertising we want to be very focused on on the brand that are again consistent with the with the with the style and with the with the feeling of the and the honesty in a way of the of the magazine and so we have brands that we like and and the the readership is growing a lot and this is very important for us um, of course um, for independent magazine sales from the sales are not the main uh, way to earn our life <laughs> but but uh, but there's space for for this kind of magazines now and the more you are focused on uh, on the on the project and we see on a worldwide level that um, there are many independent magazines now uh, running well and and paper uh, we don't like to say paper is not dead because it never dies <laughs> and mm, I mean if you do a project that is honest I think there's there's interested interest for it and yeah we can do it yeah excellent well um congratulations on what you've done so far Thank uh, you. and i'm looking forward to seeing literally where you go next with the magazine <laughs> thank you so much for your support Okay, that's all for this week. I would like to say thanks again to Paola and Luca for coming over to London. And of course, thanks to Park Communications for supporting the event and this podcast. Again, if you're thinking of making your own magazine or maybe you're already making one and you're looking around for a better deal or a different quote, check them out at parkcom.co.uk. I was off on holiday last week so it's been a little while since our last episode but I'm back now and I'm not going anywhere for a while so if you want to make sure you hear next week's episode as soon as it's ready search for Stack Magazines on SoundCloud or iTunes and follow us while you're there and we'll drop the next one into your podcast app as soon as it's ready. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again with that next episode next week. (laughs) 